this week on the Reach Podcast. A response that's going to help somebody overcome that is to really build a loving relationship with them. Could it be um, available from the creator of everything that created him and loves him more than any of these places that he has tried to find it? So that's, that's, that's the question. Welcome to the Reach Podcast, where you can learn to share Jesus. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today I am joined by Nate Eckelberger. He's our area director for search down in Austin, Texas. And Nate, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It is. It's going to be awesome. All right. So we're talking about a conversation that you've had recently with a friend. So can you just kind of set up this conversation we're going to unpack here today? Yeah, important parts about the conversation. Uh, I've I've known this guy for a little over a year now. We've met uh, multiple times on a first meeting, and we really enjoy getting together. He enjoys getting together, and I think that's going to be really important uh, to the conversation. He likes getting together with me. I know that. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy. He's fun to get together with, and so I look forward to these meetings. And so uh, that isn't always going to be the case. So we're just talking about conversations we have um, with people who may not uh, believe. And so I, uh, that's, that's the setup of this guy. They, so this guy is, uh, you know, late 50s, uh, so it's, you know, similar age, at least uh, within a decade of me. And so we relate well. And this is a, this is a conversation we had pretty recently. What's the, how did you get to meeting with him? Because I think a lot of people wonder that, you know, uh, even before we talk about having a conversation that's about spiritual things, it's like, how do I get a friend that even wants to talk about these things? Yeah. How'd you do that? Yeah. I mean, I would say most often it is a, it is a friend of a friend. It's, it's, uh, we, you know, as we're doing this, we're, you know, we're hoping to build just a group of people. They're always uh, looking to bring us. Uh, they're friends, and that's what we've just got to be building in all these cities. And so, uh, and you can be doing that. And so, what I would say is that he is um, a friend of a friend. And then, but the way we met was my my uh, good buddy is in an entrepreneurial networking group, and he gets to invite a couple of people uh, a couple of times a year, and he invited me. And I thought it was really interesting just to. To um, I feel like I'm an entrepreneur, and so I feel like I relate to that group of people, and so I got to meet him at a yeah an entrepreneurial networking group uh, that really doesn't have any you know spiritual connotations to it all, but many of the guys are, and so it's a it's a good mixed group, and so I think he pretty quickly knew where I was coming from, and so I try not to hide the ball too much with that as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay, so where are you guys set up? Uh, what's going on when you're uh, talking during this conversation we're going to unpack today? Yeah, so um, I think Blaine mentioned I'm, you know, the Austin area director for search. And so um, there's a lot of really kind of hippie, funky uh, coffee shops in Austin. And we in, were at really? one of them. Oh, in yeah. Austin? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't no. believe it. So we were in a really cool coffee shop, uh, busy, lots of people. And um, that's where we met. And so we we're, we're outdoors um, and both ready to, to get into it. So what... Uh How'd you start? What's what, you know, just pleasantries, catching up on life, that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, he knows from knowing me uh, that I, I'm not a big a small talk really type of guy. So I just I like to dive right in and just see, you know, what's really been going on. I like to offer uh, first 
um, something real is going on with me so that it doesn't feel like an interrogation. I think uh, sometimes I've got to be careful. And maybe um, guys who like to have conversations just need to be, you know, I, I'm trying to be somewhat aware that uh, I can't just be peppering him with questions, and especially if I'm not willing to uh, start. So I started just telling him what's uh, really been going on with me lately. Yeah, and you don't have to give what you said, but what are some examples of things you might share just to make a little personal connection in a conversation like this? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're fresh off the holidays. Um, I just, per, you know, I, I moved, and that you know, we all just know like that can be fun and exciting, but also a lot of work and. Um, and it was, and so I just shared kind of where I've been. Uh, I had a situation in my family that just, uh, caused a lot of, um, kind of, uh, effort, you know, it just wasn't expected. Um, just, I mean, it was a small fender bender, it's not that big a deal, but it was just, you know, when you have things in your life, you're just not planning for just some mental, um, extra exercise that I just shared with him and just, hopefully opening up like what's what's really been going on with your life yeah no that's that's fantastic and uh, really good really good advice and I wouldn't want anybody to like overlook that just you know making those connections and is sometimes it sounds silly to say this but just helping people know like you're just a real person life you know hits us smacks us between the eyes sometimes no matter what you believe about spiritual things and so being able to connect in that way is fantastic. All right, so you've uh, you got that, and what happens next? And so, I mean, here's another thing that I I try to do, and I think we all should do. I I try to remember what we talked about last time, uh, and 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 try to pull this you know this tapestry of a conversation that's over time uh, together. And so I asked him a pretty um, you know, some questions about things we talked about last time. And one of them is he, he has uh, two sons and one of them he hasn't spoken to in a while. And so, um, you know, without trying to, um, really bring the conversation down, um, just, uh, ask him, Hey, you know, have you, has there been any movement with the, with the son that he doesn't, um, talk with? And so that just really opened up, um, more of just where his heart is in that. And, and I know that I don't want to linger too long there. I think, you know, when you're at a, at a coffee shop in a public place and, and you are trying to have a feel of the conversation, I'm pretty uh, aware of, of about how long I'd want to talk about something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And so you guys, you discuss it and then what kind of moves towards spiritual things with him? He, I mean, in this particular conversation, he actually uh, moved the conversation that way. He has a, he did, he, he got a new girlfriend and then lost uh, this girlfriend and was, and just really shared how he's pretty upset about that. Um, he offered the fact that he's going to fight for her. And um, so I'm, you know, in that situation, Matt, you know, if, if you are going into a conversation, hoping it goes in a spiritual direction, hoping to guide it in a spiritual direction, that's the kind of, it's like, okay, here we go. Maybe a little heartache. All right. <laughs> so well, how, what makes it a spiritual angle though? Well, I just think that um, it gives me an opportunity to ask him what's really going on with his heart in it. You know, like, you know, yes, that's a pretty hard circumstance that we've all been in, but, um, but we, you know, setting this, setting this conversation up, we, I do ask him 
you know, where he's at spiritually. And most of the times we meet, you know, and just are things moving? He's like I said, he enjoys getting together with me. Oftentimes he will be the instigator of getting together. You know, I don't have to chase him uh, to continue to meet with him. And so I just feel like that's an open thing. And so I asked him um, how, um, I think the way I said it was, when you guys were together and it was great, knowing that he still wants to fight for it, I said, I said, are you know how spiritually aligned were you two? And that's, I guess, that's where we kind of went. We started to hit that hit that um, off ramp of like, all right, let's let's talk about how this might have something spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, how do you respond? He said, um, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, that I've never been more spiritually connected with not only a woman, but a person in my life. And man, my antennas were way up at that point. It's like, okay, like let's, let's get into that. Cause what does that mean to you? Like, what, what does that mean? What, what you know, I'm always wanting to, to drill down and what do you really think spiritually? Where does the rubber meet the road for you? And, um, and man, this, that would just seem like an easy way in. And so what did he what did he offer up? What did he tell you? What does it okay. mean? Okay, and so he said that, you know, he's at a place in his life, and to give you a little background on this guy, um, he went to Catholic church as a young child, had a stint in a Catholic school, and he, um, that was not a great season for him, you know, and so he, all the typical hard, you know, denominations like that he brings up in, in very specifically. And so um, he, that moves him into this place where he, he really moves away from church's organization, church's institution. Uh, for him, God is everything and everywhere. And and anything that looks like and feels like love is God. And, and that's how he generally said that this woman aligned with him. But then she, when I asked him, you know, what that really looked like in her life, there was a lot of uh, astrology, astronomy, uh, tarot card reading, uh, you know, just pretty far out there. Yeah. Yeah. So what would, what would this guy, if you know, what would his thoughts be about like Jesus? So he's one of uh, probably a lot of people you interact with that's, you know, has a, they're open to spiritual things, quote unquote. They like to be spiritual, but very hard to define what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's he do with Jesus, especially with his background? Yeah. I, you know, you can hear it in his tone, in the words he chooses. You know, we talk about, about the three barriers and he has a strong emotional barrier towards God, especially, um, it, it manifested in the church experience. And so he doesn't mention Jesus very much. If I bring it up, um, he doesn't further it. He doesn't, uh, push away from it, but, um, I would say he lumps that in with church. Yeah. Yeah, got it. He just lumps it in. And so for somebody listening who may be unfamiliar, one of the things we talk about a lot uh, here is the three barriers that, that we have found are typical of, uh, of most people. Most people have 
you know, one of these three barriers that's primarily keeping them from a relationship with Jesus. And one of them's the emotional barrier and and it's you know, it's essentially having a bad experience with Christians, you know, from it could be individually, mom, dad, siblings, a coworker whatever or organized uh, religion of some kind, like Nate was saying, but basically whatever it is, they had a bad experience with somebody who wore the Christian hat or an organization who said they were representing Jesus. And because of that, they don't want anything to do with him anymore. And so what what we teach, and and this is uh, a, a biblical principle, is a a response that's going to help somebody overcome that is to really build a loving relationship with them. Uh, they, most people that have the emotional barrier, uh, it takes it takes a relationship with a Christian who's the opposite of whatever they experienced, and it might take a little while. It might take time. But they need to see that maybe they didn't get the full picture. Maybe there are people who follow Jesus that they would actually like to be around or even maybe be like. And so um, that's that's really what we want to do with our friends is build this relationship when we can see that they have an emotional barrier. Nate, would you add anything to that? Yeah, and I think always trying to... Um, Remember that this is a relationship, and in a relationship, we there are past conversations we've had. There's the present one we're in right this second, and then I, I, when this conversation goes well, there's going to be more, and I want to just let God help me know when is the right time uh, to step into the the, the further questions. And so I think that's um, about discernment. And I even think through this conversation we had, they were talking about, and I and I could have done it better. There's, I think there are ways I could have asked better questions. I came up um, the, the next day with a great metaphor for the things he's really into that I can't wait to to tr- to um, to try to bring into the next conversation. But I think um, even thinking through, taking a couple of minutes after a conversation and think through. Man, is there is there is there some follow up I could have said? We all we always think that it, it you know it has to be said right then, but I think I think even thinking through uh, you know uh, I have great conversations where I'll call someone back and say I've been thinking about the conversation we had, and here's a thought I had that I didn't think about then. Uh, what do you think about? And then the thought, and so. Um, I know that it can feel like in these conversations when your motivation is to step into a, a, the spiritual conversation that the stakes are really high, and I'm not saying they're not high, but it it doesn't always have to happen during the time you're talking. And uh, do, I think the intention of thinking, how can our relationship and how can these conversations begin to have a deep spiritual um, way about them um, that, you know, they just thinking through the conversations afterwards uh, and offering something later is is great and maybe even sometimes better. 
Yeah, it gives you a reason to catch up. It shows that you think and care. And I mean, look, if you were, if you put it in the category of not a spiritual topic, it was just you guys are buddies and you're talking about whatever, but you had a thought about that later and you called them up. Hey, man, I was, you know, we were Mm -hmm. picking it up. Uh, That's a very normal thing to do and it builds a friendship. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty easy and simple and a great uh, piece of advice. Now, okay, going back a little bit, uh, because, you know, we we unpacked that he was, uh, you know, spiritual, the, the girlfriend was, you know, they were aligned and so whatever he said there. But uh, what do you say with that kind of thought process? Like, is there a question? Is there a a thought you put out there that kind of, you know, leads to maybe something more or could get you down a road that maybe gets him him thinking that that maybe he's he's missing something? So... As I think through this particular conversation, I think probably what I didn't say was the what was the most important. I think I I think he was expecting me to to pay, maybe play the role of that church figure that would um, judge him. Many, and you know, and I have no way of really know. That's just my. That was my. I th- my thought. Just that, you know, because I mean, you're, you're always looking f- and hearing for for just tones and and emphasis on key words. And I mean, you know, this guy uses the word church as a four letter word. You know, it, it's the tone when he says it. Which I think you know we have to be aware of how people are speaking and and the emphasis they they give certain things. He he is still very hurt. And so I felt like what I didn't say was more important. I was just really listening for his heart. And what I, you know, sometimes when you meet with people, you don't know exactly why they're wanting to meet that particular time. And it became apparent after about, you know, we met for 90 minutes that day that the reason we were meeting today was he really wanted to talk about this relationship that uh, she, she blew up and he wanted to continue to go. And so that, that's what he, that was his motivation to be in this conversation specifically. And so where we ended was that we were going to talk again soon. And, um, and I just challenged him to, to think about um, the real why that he wanted to, to keep this going. And I, it's, I think it's going to open uh, our next conversation up to, to see he, you could, when you list almost any area of his life, there are really, really broken conversation, uh, broken relationships. You know, I talked about, uh, him not having a relationship with one of his sons. His father didn't tell them that he loved him up until, uh, the, the year before he died. And he, and, and when he's, and when he, he tells you that about his life, you can tell there's the hurt is just right there at the surface. Um, he wants so badly to to be in love and he's struggled to find that and so um for me it's it's um it's it's, it's trying to see where all that could align with this idea that even though he's been hurt by this institution of church uh how willing is he to feel and understand uh the love that he is looking for in all these places, could it be um, available from the creator of everything that created him and loves him more than any of these places that he has tried to find it? And so that's, that's, that's the question 
um, that I want to, I want to move towards and find a great way to, to put is just, um, what does he think about love and, um, and the God that the creative him and would he be willing to start learning uh, about that love? Wow. Yeah, that's very, very good, Nate. And it, you know, I'm thinking hearing you talk that there might be some people listening going, well, it must be easy for Nate to get these kind of meetings. He's doing this full time. It's his, it's his job to, to have these kind of conversations. And, uh, and there's, there's some truth to that, but there's also, it's also, there's negatives to doing this full time as well when you're trying to meet with people. Uh, but what I think the, the thing that I want to say was, is you've got uh, an example with Nate here of, of y- something you could do. Anybody listening to this, you've got coworkers, you've got friends. Don't underestimate the power of just being intentional with them. Uh, and even if it's just one person in, in your office or in your neighborhood that you go, you know what, I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to do things that are that are going to move towards them. It might be inviting them to dinner. It might be uh, instead of going to lunch by yourself, you go grab somebody that's working next to you and you bring them with you, you know, once once a week or whatever. But the point is it's, it's little things like that that seem to be just not happening as much in our, our culture. And so it's very noticed. And when people feel like you care about them, even from little things like that, I think you'll find it's amazing how quickly you can get to to deeper and more meaningful conversations. So, uh, Nate, last question. We've talked about a lot of things. You have thrown a lot of really good information out there. What's one thing that you would want everybody listening to take away from this conversation? In this particular conversation, what was always fine and on the table is to ask him where he thinks he is. And most people, I don't think, take that as a, as a judgment call, like the, to just really honestly ask them. And I did ask him uh, towards the end of the conversation uh, where he thinks either he currently is on this spiritual journey um, or what he, where he thinks he's moving wherever he is on his journey. And I have found that to be a, a place that most people can speak into. And, and the, um, the intention of, of having them just t- take a look at that. I don't think many people are asking him questions like that. I don't think he's, I think that is a fresh question. Where, do, where do you see yourself in the spiritual journey you're on? Um, because we're all on one and I, and no matter where people are, I think that there's something in them agrees that they're, that they're on some sort of a spiritual journey and for them just to take a look at and offer to me where they might be. I have not found that to be something that, that then puts us uh, at odds against each other. I'm not trying to, um, you know, bring them closer to me and have them be defensive. I think just honestly asking them, you know, where they think they are allows them to to take a look at that and, and give me a vision of it. And both of us can see um, who doesn't want to move on their journey. If you're, if you're on a journey, <laughs> yeah. who doesn't want to move on that journey? And so what could that look like? And I think that's just a great thought to leave a conversation with of how could we move on this journey? 
that we're both on. That's a great thought to end a podcast with, I think, too, Nate. So thank you, man. This has been a great conversation. Really, really appreciate you being my guest on the podcast today. Awesome. Thanks. All right. And thank you all for listening to The Reach Podcast. If you like this, please give us a rating or a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Mm